Welcome. Grounded is a podcast by Inspiring Time for coffee-loving, adventurous souls who expect to live their best life. I'm your host, Amber Card, and alongside my husband, Christopher, we will share how we handle high-stress living with intention. Listen weekly as we dive into our military family lifestyle, where simple entertaining and hospitality, grilling out, gardening, marriage, and healthy living are a must. Expect a healthy dose of honesty, snarky comments, and lots of laughter. Now, on to the show. Hi, y'all, and welcome to another brutally hot day in the South. I just got back from the tax office to do our property taxes and homestead exemption, and at least I didn't have to stand outside in July in Montgomery. But here we are. Anyhow, today... Amber said that there's a couple user questions that we're going to kind of talk about today, and if you want to take it away. I've heard from several of you wanting to know how we work out as a couple. Well, I wouldn't say we necessarily work out as a couple, but we definitely have um, some set time that we like to walk together. We've talked about that a lot, and Christopher's going to dive into what he feels like works the best for his body and a workout schedule. And I'm going to throw in what I like to do. And then I do ask him a lot of questions about um, good exercises for certain areas. So we're going to talk just a smattering, if you will, across the board of um, all those types of things. So, Christopher, you want to tell us what you do? Yeah, so we're going to talk about this backwards, actually. Uh, We're going to talk about what we've been doing since the COVID stuff started. And then we'll go to, you know, generally pre-COVID type things. So when the COVID shutdown started back in, I guess, you know, late February, beginning of March, uh, we were still, you know, routinely getting to the gym and doing everything. But when they shut the gym down on base, we were very fortunate that we happened to have some kettlebells. And um, we were also able to front run the big run on iron plates and kettlebells. I mean, you know, for months, you couldn't find that stuff anywhere. So we got that, and we had that at our crash pad to use. Now, there is a gentleman by the name of Dan John who was a Olympic thrower. He competed in Highland Games. He's just done everything in the strength sport world. I think he lives out in Utah now, but anyhow, he still runs a consulting business, I guess, and coaches. And he's got a thing called the 10,000 Kettlebell Swing Challenge. So we decided, heck, why not? You know, we don't have anything else to do, so we'll do that. And, and and before we get started on that, we had attempted to go to a pavilion on base, all four of us, um, the family, us and the two kids. And we were doing box jumps, and but the travel time in there was taking away the time that we could actually be working out. So that's kind of what started our 10,000 kettlebell ch- swing challenge. Yeah, and, you know, eventually public health on base came out and they took away all the tires and everything. And it just, uh, yeah, it the um, amount of time that you had to spend, again, just wasn't worth it. So with the 10,000 Kettlebell Swing Challenge, you can find it online. Just type that into Google or whatever you use and it comes up pretty readily. And the premise is you do 500 swings a day with various exercises in between on various sets. And you do that until you get to 10,000. So we did that. I think we did it in 22-ish days. 
Um, we did the first day for time. I think we hit somewhere 26 26 ish minutes. It was like 26 and a half minutes, and we thought we were going to die. Okay, let me speak for myself, but I thought I was going to die in 26 and a half minutes. And by the end, I think Amber had gotten a handful of times under 20 minutes, and I'd had a couple. Amber was swinging a 20 kilo kettlebell, and I was swinging a 40 kilo kettlebell. So that's, you know, 44 pounds and eight, what, 88 pounds. So. And something to remember there, those were the only kettlebells we could find. Um, no, that's no, that's true. Well, we, we had the, the ones, yeah, we had the ones that were at mom and daddy's house. And when they brought those over to us, that helped. But you, but know. you would want to start, um, I, I, I don't remember the ratio, but you're not going to want to start at one that you can barely pick up. Yeah, and. Yeah, and he says that in the literature on that is, I mean, really, it should have been about a 30-pound for Amber and about a 45 or 50-pound for me, but we had a little bit of experience with swinging, and, you know, we've been training for a long time, so we felt okay, you know, jumping the gun a little bit, and I tell you what, you know, swinging that big kettlebell, I mean, it's brutal. Uh, I mean, it was lay on the ground, think your lungs are being ripped out brutal. Okay, so let's talk about... um since we didn't, since we were at the crash pad, which is a, a a house that you rent that is actually fully furnished, that's where we were for six months in Sherwood, Arkansas. But we had some sweet little neighbor kids, and the kids loved playing with them. And here's your funny story. So I'm trying to count, y'all. Some it's hard enough for me to remember my name some days, let alone remembering to count. Well, there's a set you got to do to fifty, and you know you want to make sure you get every rail. You know you count them and you don't go backwards in there. So, so yeah. we had this sweet little girl. She go, "What you doing?" And I'm like, "24, 25, 26." Case can the kids come out? Oh my gosh, I think I'm at sixty. So of um, any time that. We would have these, and they all wanted to watch to see what we were doing, which is fine. I mean, good role models. <laughs> but please don't talk to me. <laughs> I can't focus. What's happening? And at that point, of course, they would come up in the last set of 50 that we were almost about to hit 500. So we were already drenched in sweat. <laughs> it's pretty humorous by the time we got done with those. Yeah. So, so anyhow, that's uh, what we have been doing. And now that we've gotten our household good, oh, let me, before I get to that, we did, once we did the 10,000, we decided to do another 10,000 and we did some of the variations he had in there. And, you know, it did get a little bit easier, you know, cause as you progress through that, you know, you get adaptation, et cetera. So, uh, again, if you want something new to do, highly recommend it. That's Dan John 10,000 kettlebell swing challenge. So just, uh, let, let me give you a real quick rundown. I like... I don't like numbers, but I like to know how to get to that certain goal. Um, he, and it, it, this is in his actual um, write-up, but he says you do 10 swings, then you do an activity. You do 15 swings, an activity, 25 activity, and then 50. Then you take more like a one to two minute break and catch your breath. Um, and that's how we did the entire first. We did it exactly by his recommendations for the first 10,000. And as Christopher was saying, when we made it to the second round, um, I don't think, did we ever finish the second round because of the move? Um, we got real close. Yeah, we got somewhere. I think we probably got to 9,000 and then, you know, everything with the move. It's, um, hey, and guess you know, what? Part of it. When you're running boxes up and down stairs and you're sweating to death, it's not the gym and it's not the same, but you've moved a lot of blood that day. I'm going to say, you got something. 
So anyhow, uh, prior to that, you know, we each kind of had our own workout regime. Mine was more based in, you know, athletics and competing in powerlifting, et cetera. And so when I started that, I did basically the West Side model when I was in college and uh, when I was new to the Air Force. And that slowly transitioned through to what I do now, which is Jim Wendler's 531, which is pretty good because it's much more adaptable to people that, you know, have to work. And, you know, you realize that you reach an age and you might not want to compete anymore. You just don't have the time. You got family life, et cetera. But it still has a good focus on strength and moving forward. Uh, both of those you can look up online. Tons of literature out there on them. And, uh, you know, the, the moral of the story for any of it is pick something that you will do and do it. Uh, another great resource is Mark Ripito. He's got some great YouTube videos. He's got some great articles that he's written. That's uh, his is Midwest Barbell. And one of his big catchphrases is that a strong person is harder to kill and is just more useful all around. So all that being said, when we had the gym available to us, you know, I would generally lift, you know, during lunchtime or whatever, but we also have a home gym set up, which was much more useful for Amber to use. And for me on days, you know, that they didn't have us on base or on the weekends or whatever. So the big thing we always try to do is, you know, get the big lifts in, you know, squat, deadlift, overhead press, power clean, and then just do some accessory work. As Jim Wendler says, you know, don't major in the minors, the minors being the accessory work. Amber tends to like classes, if she, and she tries to throw those in at least a couple days a week when they're available. And classes keep me motivated. And I've seen across the board, women are usually more social than men when it comes to the gym. And that's fine. As, he, as Christopher said a little while ago, Pick something and stick to it. Now, these classes were not just cardio classes. Um, in fact, I never went to a cycling class. Y'all, my butt just wasn't meant to sit on one of those seats. <laughs> I'll do something else. Thank you very much. Um, but I did go to, what are they called? HIT classes? which is Yeah, high-intensity high interval training. And that worked out for me fantastic. I would usually go like Monday, Wednesday, Friday is when those were offered prior to uh, the gym's being shut down. And that motivated me for one hour to do several different activities. I could up my weight. And that's important. Ladies, if you're listening, you must do weights, okay? Um, Sorry, I forgot to silence my phone. <laughs> I'm going to give you a sign, dear. <laughs> so all that being said, that is where... Um, you're going to find that you're toning more, and it's not little weights. You need to add, you know, start at a comfortable weight and then increase each time. I'm not saying go out and, and lift 30 pounds when you're used to doing five, but it is something that you need to work up to and not just do cardio strictly. Now, Christopher and I love to walk, and we have talked about that several times here. I've put it on um, the blog how um, when we started when he started pilot training, we walked and walked and walked. So that is something that we continually go back to and enjoy doing as a couple. Yeah. And so now we've gotten our household goods delivered. We've got our gym set up in the garage and we're kind of getting back into the swing of things. 
you know, definitely keeping the walking in there. Um, I wear a weight vest and I think that helps me a lot. Uh, Dan, John and Ripito both had, a you know, talks like if you're going to go walk, something should either be in your hands or on your back. So you know, we try to make that as hard as we can. Um, but <laughs> you know, a much younger version of me would have jumped right back into a five, three, one or to something real strenuous. But uh 37 year old me has learned his lesson and I am kind of easing back into the barbell lifting and everything. And it's great. I love it. Uh, I'm glad we're getting back to it, but and uh, I, I've noticed personally that, you know, maybe some, we have not done a ton of COVID eating that I've seen a lot of people talk about now. Definitely. We've, gotten off of our um, more mandated, strict supper time eating. But for the most part, I'm seeing that I'm a little flabbier around the edges. Maybe that's age. Maybe that's um, eating habits or lack thereof. Well, we did find that lobster dip at Costco. So, you know, that's... (laughs) If you've not checked out the lobster dip at Costco, don't actually. Um, It's better for your health probably, but that's okay. We did... um, indulge just a little bit in that but I am definitely back on the bandwagon of getting more ab work in and upper and lower um women's health the entire even your well this goes for both male and female but good ab strong core um leads to better posture um better sleep habits so if you're not working at your core intentionally um you know, that's something you would want to start looking at as well, some exercises for that. Yeah, and also don't uh, forget to stretch, work on mobility type stuff. And that's the big one that, you know, so many athletes and just so many people in general neglect because if you've got a one-hour lunch break, you don't want to spend 15 minutes doing that. But I would, you know, encourage anybody to take a few minutes every day to lay on the floor, do a little bit of mobility, stretching, And your back will feel better, you know, just your body in general. So Um, if you're looking for so Christopher has given you several different resources for in the powerlifting world and um, strongman. But if you're looking for a good, just basic starting point, um, when we were stationed in Abilene, Texas, several years ago now, I came across Les Mills. Um, It's a and actually the owner of that gym. He was, what was... His name was Ken Lane. He was, if not, I think he was the first guy back in the late 80s or mid 80s to bench press over 700 pounds. Mm -hmm. And um, I recognized the name from, you know, reading some Powerlifting USA articles, you know, when I was in college. And it was kind of neat. You know, we really hit it off, had a lot of good discussions, but he had a great gym there in Abilene. And, And so that made us appreciate the Les Mills, you know, coming from somebody who... Uh, was a, a power lifter and from that world um, and he really transitioned into this Les Mills and actually taught some of the the classes, the hit classes. Ken did, not me. Yeah, yes, Ken, <laughs> Ken did. And actually those classes were ones that even being uh, very pregnant, um, in fact I remember the, the body flow instructor there she, at uh, 38 weeks, she goes oh my gosh, where is your husband? You cannot go into labor here. So, I mean, I was doing those activities all the way up till, well, she was born at 39 weeks. So, um, you know, those are activities that you can 
do all the way through. But Les Mills is actually what I was getting at is actually online. You can there is a paid subscription monthly if you're looking for something to do at home. That would be a good resource for you as well. But all in all, I mean, we're not doctors. We're not not. not I'm not a personal trainer anymore. Hold no certifications, and uh, this is just our opinion. But again, in our opinion, you know, if you find something you can work with and enjoy and just something that puts you in the right mental and physical state every day, just, you know, reach out there and do it. That's right. Um, Okay, so next week, actually starting in August, we're going to, number one, thank you for bearing with us during moving. Um, A super hot July. We've had lots of family things happening. Um, So thank you for listening and tuning in. In August, we're going to have a better setup, more, it's going to flow a lot differently. Um, Same funny stories, same us, but we're going to, we're going to publish what we're talking about. So, you know, ahead of time as well. So thank you again. um, And we'll see you. We'll see you next week. How do you find us? Don't forget to hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast directory. I'll post notes on the blog, Inspiring Time, and you can find the link below. If you're on social media, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. If you enjoyed the show, then please leave us a rating and review. We enjoy your feedback. Thanks for listening.